The first thing I would tell you to do is... So the big question is, what are top agents doing to absolutely crush it in real estate? To get the answers, we interview the top real estate agents to learn their secrets to success. If you would like one-on-one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to EliteAgentSecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. My name is Andrew Dunn. And my name is Peter Michael. Welcome to Elite Agent Secrets. Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Elite Agent Secrets show. Today we're joined by Brady Bridges. He's been in real estate since 2015. He's subsequently grown a team of 15 agents in the last year and a half, done over 300 deals. So we couldn't be in better company today. Today we are going to be discussing scaling as an agent, lead gen and follow up, and how to succeed in a changing market. So it's going to be a good one, Brady. Thank you for agreeing to come on the show with us today and share your secrets to success. How are you doing, my man? I'm good. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. 300 deals. Shit. That's no small undertaking, but I'm sure it didn't happen overnight. So take us back to day one and give us a little bit of context of how you got started. So I actually got my real estate license back in 2007 uh, while I was in college because I wanted to go into commercial real estate. Uh, I'm here in Fort Worth, so at the time, oil and gas was booming. I got a job offer to go into the frack. I was a hydraulic frack engineer and went into sales in oil and gas. Um, fast forward a few years, oil and gas had fallen out. I was kind of sitting around, and I decided I, I would get into real estate and kind of adventure to that. I honestly started to to, write, to make another $10,000 a year to pay my country club dues. So I was just doing it to try to make a little bit of extra money, and it just seemed to be a natural fit. I I loved working with people, uh, the experiences I had through the jobs I had with marketing, things like that, just fell into a natural fit of generating business. And uh, it's kind of just led to this point. So <clears throat> take us back to your first years in real estate. So over the kind of the last seven years or so since 2015, can you remember roughly how many deals you've done over those kind of last seven years, just to give people a bit of context of how you've grown? Oh, I mean... <clears throat> It's scaled every year. I think my first year in real estate, I did like 42 transactions. Um, and every year, you know, it's grown and my price point's grown. So, you know, since I started the team brokers last year, I've, I've been trying to do less deals and develop my team to do more of those transactions so that I can focus more on the larger picture of the team and the business and the brokerage and not be so bogged down in the actual showing of the homes. Um, you know, I have a I have a background in marketing, and when I got into it, the guy I used to work with, he had a he owned a website that was it was tailored around TCU real estate. So the university is right here by my office, and he just had a list of people that had signed up on his site, uh, and he was like, "Hey, here's a list of people. Call them." Well, I had been in jobs where I was cold calling and in those those types of roles before, so I called and I got three deals out of it. So like, well, hell, all I've got to do is find people to call, and I can make money doing this. So. From there, I kind of just put money into a website, lead gen, and it's it's just grown ever since. I mean, it was just all you got to do is make your calls, and business follows. You're oversimplifying it, Brady. It's got to be harder than making your calls. We all know this. Every agent listening is uh, it can't be that simple. <laughs> um, we you all know, know that most agents are too lazy to do it. That's the problem. Well, I mean, there's definitely a lot more to it. I mean, I. Uh, I think a lot of people get in this business and they don't treat it like a true business. It's a it's a fun job and you have to be really disciplined in actually doing the work because there's a lot of distractions with 
happy hours and lenders want to take you out all the time. You have to really focus in and think about who your sphere is. And you've got to think about, you know, what am I going to target and what am I going to become the niche agent for which market in my, in my area? So you can really tailor in and, and just dig deep and go after it. So one, one of my questions I was thinking about whilst you were talking then is 42 deals in your first year. You said you got a list, you got a few from that. So was that all from, I've got two questions. One, was that mainly from marketing the website and lead gen and just uh, bringing them in literally basically from day one? And my other question was, was the 42 deals as a solo agent or had you hired to do 42? No, no, it was a solo agent. I didn't really start operating as a team until when I started my brokerage a year and a half ago. So I've been a solo agent up until a year and a half ago. Damn. And so how many deals have you ever done max then? So like a year and a half ago, how many deals was your max as a solo then? I mean, probably 70. Jesus. And that's no TC or with TC and admins helping? No, that was just solo, no TC, no admin. I was I was stubborn. Uh, <laughs> <no>. Holy shit. <laughs> It did. I think because the brokerage I was at, like it was a great, I was able to handle a lot because I didn't know any better. I had never been to a big brokerage that has those kind of resources. So I was handling all that stuff on my own. So I didn't know any different. Um, and it didn't really feel, I know for a lot of people, it's really difficult. It didn't feel that hard because I really love the job. Like I like, I like doing all aspects of it. And I think it's made me such a better agent to have done those, the TC aspect and all the back end. I'm not saying as you scale, you, you need to start handing that stuff off because you really need to focus on selling once you get to a point where you have a consistent stream of business and give those tasks to someone else. But um, it's made me much, much more well-rounded as an agent to have had to do those things. <clears throat> it's um, It's a pretty incredible feat to have done 70 deals solo, like verging on, psychopathic <laughs> like, and I, I like how you said though it's like i just didn't know any different like we didn't have the resources i just thought this is what everyone did so like your first topic actually is to do with scaling as an agent so i want you to unpack uh why that is your first topic and secret to success so you know until i really started building out my team you know and, and also like a whole reason i started to truly what i would consider scaling and and leveraging time and other people to grow and once I had kids and you know, I want to be more present with them because it's, it's a, if you're in the business, it's a grind of being on the phone all the time consistently. So I wanted to be more present with my family was one reason why I decided to really start scaling. And I couldn't handle the capacity of all the leads that I was getting. People were falling through the cracks and I saw an opportunity to really help more families and more people by bringing other people into what I was doing. And I'm, I don't know if y'all have taken disc personality test. I'm a high D, high I. So it's been a really big lesson in, uh, you know, handing things off. It's been a really big growth, uh, growth lesson for me to trust and bring in people that I know are going to handle my deals the way that I want. But the main reason I have some clients that are, are pretty big, uh, some VP level and executive level clients here in the DFW market that are investors with me. And I would talk to them about, you know, professional development and, uh, and like if they do professional development, if they, uh, how they scale their business and almost every single one of them, which I know this is an aspect of what y'all do, they get coaching. So, uh, I got a real estate coach who, you know, we looked at my business and there was a ton of opportunity with what I had to really help bless other agents because I had more business that I could handle. So I was able to bring other really good agents into my business, help them grow 
And in turn, it's profitable for me, it's profitable for them, and we're able to we're able to protect a lot more families from having a bad experience with an agent that doesn't know what they're doing. Like the team model to me is is the way to go for anyone looking to go buy a house or to get in the business because you can leverage all the experiences of everybody that's part of your team to one, you can win more listings that way. And uh, you can just make sure your client has a good experience. Hey, I just wanted to jump in here and let you know, if you would like access to over 26 of the top agents in the country to help you scale your business, then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com slash partner, or you can just click the link in the description below. Now back to the show. We're big fans of teams because for this exact reason, where it's like, hey, you can come in, you can leverage their authority, even as a newer agent. It's like, okay, you're my first deal, for example, but I'm part of XYZ team and they did 700 deals last year, 300 deals last year, 150 deals last year, you know? And it's like, it makes it much more palatable for the end person, right? And I would say if, if you're, I don't know who you're, but if you're a new agent, let's just say and you're just getting into business and you, you know, start doing two or three deals a month, the first thing I would tell you to do is probably outsource TC work. Because until you can really get enough to justify hiring somebody in-house, get a TC, hand that work off. That way you can continue to focus on the income-producing activities. And then once it makes sense as you grow, you can hire somebody on full-time, bring in a buyer's agent. Um, Really, you need to make sure you're efficient enough that whenever you do scale up, that you can teach the people that you're bringing in to do the same thing you're doing and just continue to do that over and over. And there's really no stopping you once you get to that point. If you build a system that you really care about your team members, you're providing value, then you can grow exponentially. One of the things um, when it comes to scale, because you mentioned your disc profile, so I've got the same. I'm like an incredibly high DI, like very, yeah, very like, high. Like nothing else exists. I'm DI yeah. and then like nothing. Yeah, same for me, um, which presents issues. But a lot of very high uh, producing solo agents, uh, especially I would say more of the, of the male agents, are high DIs, like for the most part. And when it comes to, uh, there's a few questions because your first topic is scaling as an agent. And I think one of the big things that you're kind of touching on is scaling as an agent is building leverage into your business. So scaling as an agent is actually building a team. Like that's how you really scale, right? So you only I'll, have so much time in a day. Like, there's only so much one person can do without running out of time. Walk us through a little bit more about growing a team then, because I think that's going to be something super valuable for our audience uh, because you have now done it successfully. You got over 15 team members. So walk us through a bit more about growing a team, where you're finding the people, some of the process you had in place, because the biggest issue we've seen for uh, team churn is poor onboarding. It's like they come in, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. So I'd love to get a few more insights from you. Uh, like, is team churn still an issue? How are you doing it? Um, and, and yeah, explain a little bit more. So kind of backtracking, when I started the business, when I started Reside, I started as a traditional brokerage style model. Right. And about halfway through the first year, I got into a coaching program and I realized all the things that I was providing. I was I was operating as a team, but not charging like a team. So. Uh, once I made that change, I lost two or three agents, but it's been, it's been surprising how easy it's been to recruit to a team because a lot of people really, they want to have that security of knowing that business is going to continue to come. Uh, but the growing of the team has been, it's been an adventure, right? But 
I had so many leads when I started just as an individual agent that I knew that I needed help. And that was my big selling point at first was like, hey, I've got leads. I've got leads. Um, but really, I found out that's if that's the only thing you're trying to sell to potential team members, then that'll fall flat on your face. Because as all of you know, leads are only as good as how hard you work them. So I found out, you know, you need to provide a place that there's a great culture. You want to make sure that you're working with people that are, are similar similar types that get along and will actually help one another. You know, that's a big deal for me is that we're all going to need to take vacations, all going to need to take trips, that we have each other's backs. And it's really we've cultivated a place of learning. So everyone here is willing to help one another. I would say a struggle still is onboarding because I'm the personality type where I just kind of like to go and do it. That's kind of how I was thrown into it. Like, okay, here, just go figure it out. So that's a consistent challenge. You know, we're working on our onboarding, onboarding process because some people need checklist type workflow and other people can just jump in. So um, that that's a constant thing we're working on here is just making sure we have processes and places that we can continue to scale. There's a reason why McDonald's has, you know, standing operating, standard operating procedures because the only way you can grow is to have set things in place so you can do it over and over and over. So being like with my team too, we don't have like, I have a team of 37 agents. Uh, it's a royal pain in my ass and our onboarding sucks. And for me, I think the challenges are extremely high, high ID as well, right? Just a little bit reverse. Both are like the rest is pretty much useless to me. Yeah. I, I'm just going to be honest. Like I find a challenge in creating the systems in my mind. I love it. I'm systematic that way. But the implementation of the system is such a fucking stressor. And I hate doing it. That's not so what like, we want to do. We don't want to go. It's not. It drives me nuts. So my onboarding's always been shit. And then I told my assistant, I'm like, look, I just need you to create it. And I had to start asking for help because even if she makes it, like I, I, I don't really call my assistant my shit filter, but I kind of do because it's shit I don't want to do. So if she can get me to like the 80% mark and I have to just do the 20, that 20%, that stress I can handle. I can't handle doing 100% of it because I just won't do it. How did like being, it sounds like fairly similar in that way. How do you go and do these processes? How do you go, how do you get over that? Or is that something well, you face? Well, it's something I face, but I'm in the process of trying to hire what I would call like a agent success manager, a sales type manager, because I know that we could do so much more, you know, with this market changing the way it is, I'm getting so many people that are, there's a lot of people trying to leave from individual and go to teams. So we're getting calls all the time. And I want to be able to actually take these people in if there's opportunity. But I know you, know, you got to build the t you got to build put the legs on the table before you can put stuff on it. So I want to make sure that I have someone there that can train these people efficiently and effectively. And I know that I don't have the capacity to do that right now because I, you know, I still sell some. I manage the team we have, and I'm running the business and the brokerage at the same time. I know that I need to fill that role and. Uh, one of the things my coach said is, you know, trade shekels for, for time and you should see a return on investment and, and grow from there. So that's that's where I'm at in that process. It's a struggle. And onboarding's everyone that's in my coaching program, it's the same thing. Onboarding and then also, uh, you know, getting your agents to follow up with leads. The two biggest issues you find. <laughs> Call the damn leads. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you would like one-on-one -on -one access to over 26 of the top agents in the country, help you scale your business then head over to eliteagentsecrets.com partner or you can just click the link in the description below 